today is pretty straightforward, I think. Sometimes Jesus is cryptic, right? He'll be intentionally cryptic. He'll give us some sort of parable or something. That's, it, it's not perfectly clear. And then maybe he goes and explains it to the apostles, and we're like, oh, okay. And then sometimes he doesn't. But there are other times where he just gives it to us straight. Like whatever it is, it's just totally crystal clear. And today, it's the message that if we don't prioritize him above everything and everyone, including our family, we're not worthy of him. That's hard. That's a hard message. And I'm sure there were people that abandoned him, just like in John chapter 6, that just walked away because he said something too difficult for them to process. Here's what makes it easier for me, I think, in general. Prioritizing him gives us the ability to love and serve the world and the people in the world better than we could on our own power. In no way is he saying, like, don't do that. He's saying, if you don't do it through my power, it's not going to work. Right? Because we say here all the time, who's Jesus if you just break him down to brass tacks? He's the antidote to eternal death. He's God himself, and he has chosen to become the antidote to eternal death. That's what people need. 100% of us are locked in, dialed in to eternal death because we're fallen and we're sinful. And we have absolutely no way to get ourselves out of that. It's impossible. He's the only one that can do it. If we try to serve people, try to love them on our own power, we can't actually give them what they need. That's what they need. And we don't have it in and of ourselves. But if by the power of the Holy Spirit we live righteous lives, prophesy, exercise the gifts of the Holy Spirit, faithful to the church, constant participation in the grace of the sacraments, constant solid prayer life, heart-to-heart -heart contact with our Lord, and are really charitable, truly charitable, He's going to use that to get into people's hearts and to begin to heal them. And that's the concretization of what we're always saying, like, how do you get from the pew to the window? How do we actually get to sainthood, being who God actually made us to be, minus sin, minus brokenness? A real concrete example of that is just the people around you, by the power of the Holy Spirit, they just start to get healed and purified and joyful because healing and purification and joy are just coming out of you. This is what it means to be a saint. This is what it means to be a Christian. Jesus just pours out of you. And I've been thinking about that a lot in a different way because this is July 4th weekend. July 4th is tomorrow. I am so thankful for this country. I cannot tell you. I've been to a lot of countries in the world, and uh, I am very thankful for this country. But I've said it before. I think our empire is waning. 
I think it's waning. I think it started to wane in probably 1945 and just has slowly gone down a certain path since then. Here's the thing, though, and we forget this being Americans especially. This is not the only empire to ever exist. This is actually a relatively small, relatively recent one. And empires rise and empires fall. It's just what happens. And when they wane, when it gets difficult, when societies start to break down, that's saint-making time. When we hit the downswing in history, that's when we're forced to choose between our comfort and our Lord. There's no sitting squishy, fat, and happy in the middle. And we saw that dial turned up, that heat turned up a little bit, even in the last three years, accelerated. We're at the point of choice. A lot of people died heroically, took up their cross so that we could get to this point and make that choice by the power of the Holy Spirit, only by the power of the Holy Spirit for the sake of the salvation of the world. Let's make sure our priorities are right. Let's make sure that their blood was not spilled in vain.